Hello and welcome back to Eye Care Outreach, Moving Through Podcast. We are so grateful for your continued support and your heart and listening ear. Once again, Pastor Rob Turner, educator and founder of Eye Care Outreach, located in downtown Bridgeport, Connecticut, will begin a series on the book of Nehemiah. He will ask us to engage our thought field prayer life with the question, are we willing to pray meaningfully our trespasses and our debts? Are we willing to weep and mourn with a deep sense of who and what is significant to God? Let us listen. Hi, I'm Robert Turner. Thank you for joining with us In our times together, we we have been sharing messages with truth nuggets of moving through life. Many of us today are experiencing brokenness surrounding our everyday lives, stemming from many combinations of our self-induced sin, our interaction with broken people and broken systems, as well as roadblocks from the enemy of God in life. We may say, things are too far gone or have gone too far. We can see, feel, and hear the breaches of our churches, the walls of our lives, the gates of our families and our towns, cities, and states. Well, over these next six podcasts, I invite you to journey together with us as we learn from the book of Nehemiah on the subject matter of restorative authority. The Lord desires to repair the breaches of our lives, the holes, the broken walls, and burned and broken gates of people like you and I in the broken cities, towns, and states where he has placed us to live. The Lord's desire is to rebuild our lives and the lives of others around us. Let us examine in the book of Nehemiah that he, the Lord, will allow his people to be taken into captivity because of their disobedience to him and will work through the repentant survivors of the captivity who return to him to repair the walls, the gates, communities, and ruined systems of everyday life despite opposition. In the sacred scriptures following the book of Ezra in the Old Testament, It is clearly exposed how God worked his purposes of repairing the breaches of Jerusalem and the breaches of the lives of his people through the obedience of a key public official, Nehemiah. And he even worked through the wrongly motivated, wicked hearts of his enemies to accomplish his will. You know, God wants us to return to him. He wants to strengthen our hands with his grace-sufficient strength and give us greater capacity to move through the ruin within and around our lives. His purpose is to strengthen our hearts and hands simultaneously so that we will prayerfully complete the task as with Nehemiah's prayer, having a mind and spirit to yield to God's will Engage in his work 
of repairing what he sees as broken and rebuilding lives. Let's examine the first chapter with some application. Well, we learn firstly by introduction in the very first verse that Nehemiah was the son of Hakaliah. And given this Hebrew name, which means Jehovah comforts, a name so fitting. Nehemiah had a very deep concern for the predicament and difficulty of the people and the city of Jerusalem. Listen as I read from the New Living Translation, first four verses of Nehemiah chapter 1. These are the memoirs of Nehemiah, the son of Cochlea. In the autumn of the 20th year of King Artaxerxes' reign, I was at the fortress of Susa. Hanani, one of my brothers, came to visit me with some other men who had just arrived from Judah. I asked them about the Jews who had survived the captivity and about how things were going in Jerusalem. They said to me, things are not going well for those who return to the province of Judah. They are in great trouble and disgrace. The wall of Jerusalem has been torn down and the gates have been destroyed by fire. When I heard this, I sat down and wept. In fact, for days I mourned, fasted, and prayed to the God of heaven. Hmm. Nehemiah had a burden for the remnant in Judah. He had a deep sense of Jerusalem's significance to God. Well, in verses 6 to 9 of chapter 1, Nehemiah prays, I confess that we have sinned against you. Yes, even my own family and I have sinned. We have sinned terribly by not obeying the commands, laws, and regulations that you gave us through your servant Moses. Please remember what you told your servant Moses. If you sin, I will scatter you among the nations. But if you return to me and obey my commands, even if you are exiled to the ends of the earth, I will bring you back to the place I have chosen for my name to be honored. Notice even Nehemiah had not experienced the people's hardships. He identified with them, denying himself the palace luxuries to fast, mourn, and pray. Nehemiah confessed their sins as his own sins and asked God to remember his word and to be faithful 
in regathering his people as he had been righteous in scattering them. Nehemiah appealed to God's character and covenant as the basis by which he must intervene and accomplish his pledges to his people. He was not praying to himself or into the air, but into the ear of God who will hear and whom we can move by our plea for help in accordance with his word. Not blind, superstitious faith, nor intelligence without faith. Nehemiah sat down and wept and mourned for many days and quietly waited. Do you and I weep and mourn with a deep sense of who or what is significant to God? Some of us think when we have prayed that we must begin to act immediately. And if doors are not open, force them open. In essence, running before we are sent. No, Nehemiah stayed where he was, pursuing his ordinary course in life and occupation to wait on the Lord before moving into action. During his time of praying, the sins of the community are confessed because confession of sin is essential to success in prayer. I'm reminded of Psalm 66, 18. David says, if I regard iniquity in my heart, the Lord will not hear me. Nehemiah feels that God has reason to be displeased with his people. They have been guilty of the sins of omission and transgression. Nehemiah is conscious that he shares their guilt. He has sinned himself. And he has sinned in their sins. For all of us have a part in the sins of the community. Our entrusted influence helps to mold and shape life in community. The community has a responsibility for the life of the community itself. So, we need to say, our trespasses, our debts in our daily prayers. Nehemiah remembered what the Lord said to Moses and quoted the Lord saying, verse 9, but if you turn to me. Nehemiah puts God in mind of his promise. As we go humbly before the Lord in prayer, we can discover his perspective and gain confidence. And perhaps that will make a difference in what we try to accomplish for the Lord. In verses 10 and 11, he prays, we are your servants. 
the people you rescued by your great power and might. O oh Lord, please hear my prayer. Listen to the prayers of those of us who delight in honoring you. Please grant me success now as I go to ask the king for a great favor. Put it into his heart to be kind to me. In those days, Nehemiah was the king's cupbearer. He asked the Lord to grant him favor in the sight of the king for a bold plan to aid the Jews who survived the captivity just as it was taking shape in his mind. For many days, he pleaded his case before the Most High God. He pleaded to the Lord to put it into King Artaxerxes' heart to be kind to me. He fasted. He mourned, he confessed and repented sins, he prayed, petitioned, and waited for days. Nehemiah cried out to the Lord for the well-being of the people of God in the city of Jerusalem for the repairing of the breach of the walls of the city, its gates, and its people. Where am I? Where are you? Shall we ask, where are we as a community of believers? Who are we to complain about what is broken, have not confessed and repented of our own sins in the community, the city, the town, the states, and cried out to the Lord? As we share over these next podcasts, let us reflect and return to the Lord. Modeling. Nehemiah's prayer of repentance, petition and wait on the Lord before taking any restorative action. Let's pray. We ask you to forgive us, O Lord, for our failure to come to you first. For your ways are not our ways. Your thoughts are not our thoughts. Give us a restorative burden for who and what is broken and burned in our cities, towns, and states. Place your reconciling yoke upon us for communities of people and families experiencing dark captivity. Father, you have sent your son, Jesus Christ, to set captives free. Loosen, unbound, and release the straps on our hearts and lives. This is the prayer and fasting we have chosen. We confess and repent of our unconfessed sins and we return to your mercy. O oh Lord, that our hearts and hands would be strengthened to be used by you to do only your good and perfect will, repairing the breaches in the walls and gates of our community and lives. Father, you care about the method Father, you care about the motivation, and Father, you care about the results. I will care, in Jesus' name.